Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Opera Offstage. I'm Michelle. And I'm Jesse. And we're mixing it up, guys. You know, Jesse usually does our intro, but today you get me. Pretty spicy. Well, the last time Michelle did our intro, she introduced herself as me. <laughs> yes, I remembered my name this time, so we are off to a great start. A redemption a arc. true redemption arc. <laughs> Yay. So... This week, we are talking about searching for a musician's apartment. We all kind of know that September 1st and the month of September is like a big moving season. A lot of people are starting a new year of grad school and having, or school in general and are having to move to a new city or into a new apartment. Even if you're post-grad, like it's just a busy time. And moving is crazy. And even crazier than moving is finding an apartment that suits a musician. Let me just tell you guys. Sometimes on this podcast, I suffer from bouts of imposter syndrome where I'm like, am I really qualified to talk about this? But today, friends, today is not one of those days. Okay, I just moved a month ago and Jesse is currently moving. So we have a ton. As we speak on this podcast, I look around my office, which is full of boxes. Uh, my computer is literally the last thing I'm packing. So yes, truly, we are in the midst of it. It is fresh on the mind. Yeah, we have tons of recent personal experience for anyone who's trying to find an apartment or looking to move, you know, in the fall or next year. So whether you're in school looking to move off campus or a postgrad professional moving for a contract, there is so much to keep in mind when moving. So we're excited to kind of share our current experience with you. Step one. To finding a musician's apartment, I would definitely say is securing the homies. And what I mean by that is who you decide to live with, who's on the lease is very important. So if you're looking to move, are you moving in by yourself or are you moving with roommates? And if you have roommates, are they also musicians? Now, this really matters because here's the thing. Being a musician who has to practice in an apartment really is not the most convenient thing. But we have to find ways to make it work. Many musicians do not have full-time access to a private practice space, especially those of us who are out of school, which means that you have to have some sort of agreement with your potential or current roommates that practicing is allowed in the house. And if you're living with other musicians, it's important to come to some sort of understanding of a schedule or how you plan to share the practice space while still making it you know, an apartment and not a studio. But it's tricky. You really have to be in open communication with those that you're living with because practicing at home and still balancing like home practice space vibes is really tough. I really lucked out like every year in undergrad (laughs) because I was living, I lived with Michelle for a little bit of it, but I, I also had a roommate who was a musician, but not a music student. She was in chemistry. Hi, Morgan. I know you're listening. (laughs) (laughs) She's wonderful. But because she was a musician, she was just very understanding. And also she would let me use her keyboard and she had like an incredibly nice keyboard. So I very much appreciate that. But that's the thing. Like regardless of whether or not your roommates are musicians, it's can you come to an understanding about practice in the house? Absolutely. Yeah. And this can be tricky if you are living with, I mean, it can be equally tricky either way. But if you're living with somebody who's not a musician and like is not open to having like live music in the home 
that could really be an issue. And honestly, sometimes it's better to have that conversation. Actually, it's always better to have that conversation before you <laughs> sign a lease. Always. Because the last thing you want is to have some big rift between you and your other roommates about you practicing because it's, you know, practicing is non-negotiable. Even if you have access yeah. to a private practice space at school, sometimes you just got to, you know, plunk out your notes at home. So secure the homies. Yeah. Make sure the homies are on the same page and proceed with caution. The people you live with. Your best friend is not always the best person to live with. And that's all I'll say about that. Like, pick your housemates wisely. Mm-hmm. The other thing that you have to do is plan, plan, plan. And plan some more. And plan a little more, even though you think you've planned everything. Because there's a couple things you really need to think about. Obviously, you, you got to check out and really put a firm budget. And I don't just mean rent. I mean rent and utilities and... Uh, any other fees, if you need renter's insurance to live where you do, you know, really add it all up and see what you're going to be paying for. Don't forget that you have a security deposit, like really flesh out the financials of it. And then obviously think about whether or not you're going to have roommates or you're going to be splitting those bills or you're taking them on alone. And then the other thing to really start listing out is the things that you think your apartment needs. Now, some things that are ideal, but not necessarily a necessity in a musician's apartment, some things to think about. You want as few shared walls as possible Mm -hmm. because you don't really only have to worry about your housemates. You also have to worry about your neighbors. So the less walls that you have in common, the better off you're going to be because it'll just keep people from having to hear you all the time. So check and see when you walk around these apartments when you're doing the little walkthroughs see how much noise you hear from other people's apartments because that will also give you a really good idea of how much they are going to be able to hear you Uh, another thing that people don't think about that's really important is outlets think about outlets in the kitchen think about outlets in the bedroom yeah you can get extension cords with like multiple outlets on them but still just think about the convenience of the outlets in the house also if you have a keyboard and everything you know it are there is there outlets in the living room for your keyboard and for the tv that other people will probably be watching like just try and make sure that you're not going to have 85 extension cords running across the apartment (laughs) you know it's so funny in the apartment i just moved into i was laughing because i kid you not on every single wall in every single part of the space we have an outlet that's awesome it it is but i just thought it was so funny because that was not something that i was like it's not that i wasn't impressed by it but i was just like this is excessive. Like, there are so many outlets. Like, dude, we really need one on every single wall. And now that everything's all said and done and moved in, every single outlet is in use. So well-placed outlets are definitely nice. Because you also, like, for something like an electronic keyboard, more like your desktop computer or a speaker system, like, you don't want too many things plugged into the same outlet because the worst thing would be a short circuit that messes up your electronics. So check out some outlets. Yeah. Well, and on that note, Surge protectors, everybody. (laughs) And I do mean everybody. But the other thing that you might want to look at is if you're living off campus or maybe you're post-grad, another option is to look around where the area you're living and see which ones are close to things like music stores or music schools that may have rentable practice spaces. One summer I was going out to visit a boyfriend and I needed to do a lot of rehearsing to prep for auditions when I got back. And I found a little piano store that let me rent out one of their practice rooms for like an hourly basis for not too much money. And that's just a really nice thing to have because even when you practice in the home, sometimes you know you aren't really singing full out because if you're like me, it makes you socially conscious. It like it makes you very self-conscious. I do not wish to be perceived. (laughs) 
Yeah, I don't really want an audience that isn't there to hear me. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's good to know that you have that option, especially if you know maybe you're going to be living in an area where the apartments are just going to have thin walls or something like that. It's a nice option to have. Uh, the other thing we mentioned a little bit earlier, understanding roommates. If you're sharing an apartment, you need to talk to them, let them know that you'll be practicing and make sure that they're okay with it and that you can come up with a schedule so that the house stays peaceful. You don't want resentment building. <laughs> Another option that's really good and something I'm currently looking at with places that I've been exploring is if your place has like a big walk-in closet or something along those lines, that's a really good option for a practice space actually. You can still use it for your clothes because the clothing will also eat sound, but it's also a very easy place to put up like sound foam and everything and actually insulate it against noise. So you can actually create a really effective little studio if you're not too claustrophobic. Yeah. I feel like walk-in closets are becoming more and more popular, especially like in newer apartments. So if you're looking at a newer complex or if you have like a townhouse situation or are living in like some sort of home, walk-in closets are very nice. I do not own and I probably will never own a dresser, so I appreciate the walk-in closet. (laughs) Once something enters a drawer, it does not exist to me. Yep. Another thing to think about is transportation. So this can be one of two things. You could be looking at parking places. Some places will will say that they have really good street parking, and almost all of them are lying. I will never trust somebody who says good street parking. That just doesn't exist in major cities. That's not a thing. I I had like I had like one apartment that did it well, but for the most part you really do want even just like an unassigned parking spot, like just a parking lot, something. In certain areas you may want secured parking, you know? If you live in an area that has a lot of car break-ins and things, you may actually want some place a little bit more safe to put your car. Now, if you don't have a car, another thing to think about is public transportation or, you know, if you're doing a lot of auditions, how far are you from the like the closest airport? Lyft and Uber prices are absolutely nutty right now. So living close to those things is actually a pretty good thing. If you're in a city where you might be picking up gigs or doing auditions in town and everything, how far away are you from those kind of things? So uh, positioning and transport are something to really take into account because the money you spend on that will will show up quickly. Or if you're getting parking parking tickets every day, I don't. I bet this is not a problem for you, Michelle. I have to be so careful, and the reason I'm so nitpicky about parking on apartments is because I have truly spent so much money on parking tickets. <laughs> it's and I wish I wasn't that person, but I am. <laughs> So I know better now than to to go to a place where I could get a parking ticket if I didn't feel like parking eight miles away. Oh my gosh. I couldn't even get a parking ticket if I tried because my anxiety would never let me. (laughs) I cannot do that. Metered parking genuinely stresses me out so bad. I always would take a picture of the meter and I'd be like, okay, when I get to a class, I'll just, I'll pay for my meter. And then I'd always forget by the time I got into the classroom. Oh my goodness. Cursed. Yeah. Some nice to have, but not essential, perhaps. It's really nice when you're living in a place that is walking distance or short drive to essential stores or like markets or a couple restaurants because it's it's nice to not have to drive everywhere. You know what I mean? And if you're living in a major city for school, that's always something that's pretty nice, especially if in your if you're in a little bit of a safer area where like a lot of foot traffic is not necessarily going to pose any threat. 
Amenities are always nice, especially gyms or having security. You know, pools are obviously a plus, but amenities of any sort are are really nice. Also, a lot of newer complexes have like co-sharing like office spaces. So anything like that is really cool. Yeah. Especially if you're still in school, but it also could be another thing that you could DIY into a short practice space. And then my personal favorite is definitely a washer or dryer in unit because... Not having a washer and dryer is truly bless criminal. Yeah. The other thing to really check out is where, if, if you don't have it in units, see where the laundry facilities are. At the place I used to live, they were across the street and I didn't think it was going to be a big deal, but I ended up actually driving my laundry over there because I lived in a, I, li- I was living in Illinois. It was cold and it was, there was snow everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'd rather yeah. have my car. <laughs> so anyway... Even if it's not, see if they have it, like, on your floor or are you actually going to be hauling your laundry around? Like, that's definitely something to check out, something to be aware of. Because mm-hmm. it can be a real pain. Yeah. The other thing to say is, actually, if you don't have a dishwasher and plenty of apartments don't, be aware of how much counter space drying dishes are going to take up. Yeah. <laughs> that was the, That's also a big pain. So a dishwasher is nice, but obviously not a necessity. It's no big deal to hand wash. Yeah. But a huge, huge thing... You all have to be aware of is that safety is super important. Some of you guys are in undergrad. Some of you are in college, grad school. Some of you are young professionals. Some of you are older than that. But pretty much all of us are probably looking on the cheaper side of rent. We are not at the point in our lives where we are necessarily willing to spend more. So it's super important that you check out the areas that you are looking at for apartment. For those of you who are maybe moving to other cities, definitely take a trip out there and walk the area where the apartments you're looking at are. Everything looks nice online. Every area looks fun online. But you really need to know, like, can I walk outside? Like, do I need to be worried at night? One of the big things you can do is you can look at crime maps where police events are logged and it'll kind of give you an idea of what happens in each area, whether there's a lot of property crime or there's actually a lot of, um, like, assaults and things like that. Now... Don't freak out too much when you start to look at crime maps because it can be very scary if you're moving to a major city and you look at a map and you're like, I'm going to (laughs) die. This is the end of me. Go ahead and pull up crime maps for the places you have also lived before that. Yeah. And compare them because I was looking through, I'm moving to California. I was looking at some areas. I was looking at the crime maps and I was like, uh, what do I do? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And then I compared it to the place I used to live and I realized that I didn't live in, in as technically a safe place than as I thought I did. Mm-hmm. But I felt fine. So, like I said, look at the crime map, but don't scare yourself too much. Like, the reality is, is you will be pretty fine unless you are living in truly, like, the most dangerous areas. A big thing to look out for, though, are more things like muggings and car break-ins. And especially car break-ins. Because that's one of those things where if you are driving, like, an older car... They're really easy to break into. <laughs> so it's definitely something to think about. You can also look at complexes, Google reviews for information like, you know, are there a bunch of people who kind of hang around? Have there been issues with break-ins or things like that? And it'll also give you tons of information about security issues, but also like pest control. I found a couple apartments where I was like, oh, this looks great. And then I went online and it's like, we're infested with cockroaches and the manager won't do anything. And I was like, oh, right. Never mind. Cool. Yeah. I am out. I would definitely suggest that whatever complex, especially if you're looking at a complex, I would definitely check out their Google reviews. 
people who leave Google reviews on apartments do not hold back. Um, <laughs> yeah. They have no shame in just spilling all the tea. So definitely check that out. I will say if there's a place that you really love, you know, sometimes you have to take it with a grain of salt because you'll also have people who feel like they were slighted, but the problem really is nothing, you know. But when we were just looking at apartments in our area, we toured an apartment. It was literally like immediately our number one. It was our dream, great area, everything. But the Google reviews on the management company, like, We didn't go with that one. We knew we were going to be in for hell. (laughs) So definitely check it out because even the nicest looking places sometimes have really sketchy management and you just you don't know unless you look it up. Yeah. Meanwhile, I so when I back to Illinois again, when I was in Illinois, my heater went out in the middle of winter and management because it was it was like partially I believe it's actually either owned or sponsored by the school. I don't know. It's in some way connected with the school. But anyway, they uh, someone came out in the middle of the night and gave me a space heater, which was very sweet. Aww. So I didn't have to freeze that night. And then she came back in the morning to fix everything. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, a good managed company can literally save you. Yeah. And also apartmentratings.com has some reviews for complexes. They generally tended to be a couple years old, so it wasn't necessarily the best resource. But it's a good place to to continue to search and don't be too freaked out if you do see like nothing but negative reviews i've never reviewed any of my apartment complexes before a lot of people who leave reviews are generally in a bad mood about it yeah but if you do see a lot of negative reviews just remember that does mean enough people got screwed over by that company to be pissed off about it (laughs) yeah i also find like i mean the number of bad reviews is important but i think what's more important is if there are obvious trends if everybody's complaining yeah. about pests, that's bad. If everybody's complaining about car break-ins, that's really bad. So just keep trends in mind as well. Nothing gets me more than like a half good, half bad review because I know they're real. Yeah. <laughs> there, I was reading one on this thing and the guy was like, it's a pretty good deal. Like the apartment is spacious and nice. They go, but we can't get a hold of the managed company and like the way parking is done here is awful. And I was like, yeah, that's enough for me to say no. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the the generally like indifferent ones are are definitely the realist ones. So, down to the actual apartment search. Where to find apartments? Obviously, big websites like apartments.com, Zillow, Hotpad, and Rent are huge and they're huge for a reason. I would say the pros of big websites like these is that they give you a lot of options and they give you an idea of the uh, an area's general rent range and information and pictures are easily accessible. So a lot of information shows you on a map, like, you know, on apartments.com, you can circle a certain area. So that's cool. The cons is honestly, there's too many options. Uh, <laughs> and it's very overwhelming to navigate because a lot of the options are not up to date. The thing that's so frustrating to me, like about apartments.com is you will find an amazing place and it says that the price is this they have this availability and then you'll click through to the actual site and it's not available and like hasn't been for months so (laughs) we hate to see it so always click through to the host site for more accurate and up-to-date information the other thing is i've used apartments.com the most so I'm, i'm mostly familiar with that one but i also noticed that a lot of the options that you have to select certain 
filters like say you're looking for something that's pet friendly and has washer and dryer in unit like they always seem to show you options that completely ignore the filters you just applied so (sighs) patience friends patience yeah well that's the other thing is like a lot of times too i i was i was clicking through apartment.com literally today some people don't list their stuff properly which means that you may say like oh well it has to have parking but a lot of the ones it takes off do have parking they just haven't clicked whatever button actually allows it to sort properly so yeah it can be kind of tedious and depending on the sorting filter it can be really annoying and if you know a lot of times you find one and like oh it looks good and then it's got 85 bedrooms and a shared kitchen and you're like what yeah it's uh, it can be overwhelming it's a good place to start though Yeah, it's a good place to like write down your options, go check them out on other websites. Yeah, I think the nice thing is that, you know, it's really easy to click through a bunch of different listings. And like I said, get an area's general rent range so that, you know, if you find an apartment on a different site, if you're like, oh, that is way more expensive than kind of the medium cost or, oh, wow, this is like a crazy steal. (laughs) Maybe it's fake. You know what I mean? So it's good to know kind of (laughs) maybe it's not real. It's good to know, you know, what you're getting yourself into and it's also sometimes nice to know because certain areas are more or less likely to include certain utilities just good thing to know all around the second place that i like to find apartments when i've been looking in the past are facebook groups and facebook marketplace Um, the pros is that many many groups for local students and young professionals are looking to hand over leases they're looking to sublet they're looking to do all sorts of different combos sometimes there's like a group of three roommates and they need a fourth you know sometimes an entire household is moving and they need somebody to take over their lease like every situation under the sun so if you are in school or even you know out of school looking for groups tied with local schools or local music groups is a really really easy place to find obviously musician friendly homes so that's a really great place the cons though is that scams are really prevalent on facebook if it seems too good to be true it 100 percent is so do your research and make sure that you are not getting yourself into a pickle yeah Let's let's talk about a couple things that are kind of signs of scams. Number one, if the pictures of the apartment and the price do not match. <laughs> yep. Like if you find a one bedroom apartment in LA and it says nine hundred dollars, it's a lie. It is like absolutely it that a simply lie. doesn't have it. And it may say things in like the byline of being like, Oh, you know, I just I, I really want to rent it out, you know, to somebody who will treat it like their own home or, you know, something like that absolutely not true if they're asking or insisting on working in cash that's like an obvious one if they're talking about subletting be absolutely certain if you are subletting that the person actually has the apartment make sure that you know who the owner of the actual complex is whether it's a company or what i'm saying is do your due diligence and do not give away things like your social security number or uh, any other credit card number to anyone without verifying that you're sending this information to a safe place. Absolutely. And you will have to do that because people will be running credit checks and things on you. So you will have to give someone that information. But that is one of the reasons it's sometimes easier to deal with a company than it is with an individual because you just kind of have a bit more safety in terms of who you're giving your information to. Absolutely. So. Oh, and always go see the place in person. Anyone who, who won't let you see the place in person is probably running a scam. Yep. Also, if they provide an address, please look it up on like Google Maps or like the little street view 
And if the address does not match what is in the pictures, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Reverse image search, too, can be a big lifesaver. Yeah. Anyway, what we're saying is, if something seems too good to be true, be very, very careful. The last thing you want is any information or money getting stolen. So use your brain. You know how to do it. Yep. I will say my other huge pet peeve, by the way, is just listings that don't have pictures. And I'm like, what? What am I supposed to go off of here? I know. <laughs> Use your imagination. Thank you for this picture of the outside of the complex. I know. But I would like to see what is inside the complex. Yeah. The other thing that works really well is if you find a couple places or you know the area you'd like to rent in, like go plan like one or two of them and then go walk around the area and call the numbers or if somebody's having an open house. A lot of times where there's one apartment complex, there are 30 other ones also renting. Yeah. It can be a really nice way to find very similarly priced units. You might find something a little more suited to your needs. There are plenty of companies that do not list online or their listings are, like I said, they lack pictures and everything. So it's impossible to tell what you're looking at. So just going to the area of one or two of the places you like and wandering around can be a really great way to find some more options. Totally. Some sneaky deals. Oh, you know. Obviously, the fourth and... least sexy option is going with an agent (laughs) to which i say nah i personally have never used one i'm so sorry to downplay these people's roles (laughs) and their jobs but it just doesn't seem like it's worth the cost for kind of the time and life that many of us are in um especially if it's just like an apartment for school or post-grad it's like you can pretty much find what you need on your own feels like using a travel agent Yeah, it's just a little excessive. Sometimes when you are moving to certain cities, namely Boston, you can find something online and you still have to like pay a broker's fee. Even if you literally never speak to an actual, it's stupid. So anybody moving to Boston, good luck. Just know it. No, the Boston market is truly its own, its own thing. There's it's. It's a different type of crazy from New York. It's a different type of crazy from LA, but it is indeed insane. Most of the times you won't have to go with an agent unless you absolutely want to, but I just don't really feel like the additional cost is really worth it for most musicians. Yeah, not really. So now let's say you're starting to go out and look at apartments like I'm going to be doing in a week and a half. The panic sets in. One of the things that can be really, yeah, the immediate, well, you're going to be with me. (laughs) Tee hee. Hee hee. That's all we're going to be doing. (laughs) One of the things that I always freeze up on is when I get into an apartment with the landlord or the agent or whoever is running it, I sometimes will freeze up and forget what questions I meant to ask. Yes. So for anyone wondering, what do I need to ask about and what do I need to do? So... First of all, a tip from my mother that she has repeatedly told me over the last couple weeks is like a couple simple things. Check out all of the all of the taps. Literally try all of the taps. Make sure the water works in your apartment and make sure the water gets hot. It may feel a little silly like waiting for water to run in an apartment, but you're going to be so happy knowing whether or not you've got working water before you get in there. Second of all, look around for anything that might tell you that there are pests, whether that's rat droppings or bugs or like look for a little, you know, chewing on the wood and things like actually get down and look at stuff. And then on to some really important questions you should be asking whoever's giving your tour. Number one, what utilities are included in rent? Because that really changes everything. Absolutely. I mean, this is kind of like, this can make a, an apartment 
either you know in your budget or out of your budget real fast yeah i mean i would say on average mm, you're i'd have to look at my old it depends on where you're living and what you're paying for obviously when i was living in illinois i was paying for a lot in terms of gas because i i I don't like being cold (laughs) yeah so think about what like what the temperature of wherever you are is like are you going to be running the ac constantly well your electric bill is going to be higher but you can also look up what the average utilities are for your area. But if you're suddenly paying for water and electric and internet and trash pickup and everything, like that can be anything from 100 to 200 to more if you're paying for all of it monthly. Yeah. So suddenly something that was a $700 apartment becomes a $1,000 apartment. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's a huge increase. So, yeah, you always want to know what utilities are or are not included in rent. And then the other thing that's nice to know is whether or not you have to sign yourself up for these utilities yourself. Sometimes the company will do it for you. You either pay them a fee or they don't charge a fee, but it's just good to know what's going on. And obviously most places require you or all places require you to have some sort of renter's insurance, you know, parking, sometimes an additional fee. Um, You know, obviously a lot of places charge a pet fee. So just knowing like what are all your fees, what's included, what's not, and then totaling it up. Yeah. Another question to ask is how are you paying rent? (laughs) Most companies I think are doing it online now, but especially if you're maybe renting from a smaller landlord instead of a large company or, you know, ask them questions about when the rent will be due, how is it paid, you know, what is, what's the consequence if you like screwed up, you forgot and you miss it by a day. Yeah. Ask what will happen. You know, is there a little bit of forgiveness if it's just like a day late or is it okay the first time, but a $75 fee the second time, you know, figure out what what the issue can. Also, make sure you ask what your security deposit is going to be, because uh, sometimes security deposits are a month's rent, but sometimes they're a lot more. And especially if you're a young renter or you may not have the best credit, your security deposit may be much larger. Yeah. Another thing to ask is um, how are maintenance requests filed and what is the typical timeline? Um, Obviously, you know, in every apartment, no matter how new it is, something's bound to go wrong. There's always normal wear and tear and things that are, you know, accidents that you broke yourself or, you know, just regular wear. And it's important to know, you know, if your faucet breaks or something happens with your shower or your screen is broken how long is it going to take to fix that um and this is also something going back that you could usually kind of figure out via the google reviews because that's usually one of the things that people and past tenants or current tenants have the most qualms with but ask your ask the agent ask the representative right then and there and ask what can i expect if something goes wrong when can i expect something to be fixed and how is that taken care of because it's going to happen yes it will (laughs) And it will be a pain if they are not, you know, if they're not as available. And don't be afraid to maybe like, if you see people walking around and they seem friendly enough, ask them about living in the complex. Like, have you ever filed anything? Like, is there any issue with that? People are pretty honest. Yeah. People really don't have a lot of loyalty to apartments. So. Which is good. No loyalty to landlords. No. (laughs) But uh, another really good question to ask is what internet providers are available in this building? Probably it's not going to be a great selection because there's truly so few companies have good internet but it's good to know and it's good to know what options are available to you Uh, i'm a i'm a real hoe for some good internet i can't stand slow internet so 
Yeah, well, a lot of um, companies also have like agents with internet providers, and sometimes um, if you go through their like representative, then you it's just a really quick process, or you might get some sort of discount for going through their person. So check that out. Uh, another really big question is what is the security for the building or complex? You know, you can do your crime maps, but some places you can do your crime you can do your crime (laughs) um but you know some places offer some sort of security either they have cameras in hallways or they have you know their own like security patrolling the area Um, it's always good to know if that's something that is there and if not then it's really really cheap to buy cameras like on amazon you can buy little security cameras for like 25 to 30 dollars each so if you are kind of moving to an area where you're like, okay, you know, I think it's going to be safe enough, but my building doesn't have offer any additional security, you know, maybe invest in some some cameras. Yeah. Uh, another question that's really good to ask is what is the guest policy? You may not be planning to have a bunch of people over or anything, but it's good to know things like your quiet hours or like, are you going to get in trouble? Because some some places have a policy on like if a person is there for over two weeks like, they're considered basically a tenant. Yeah. So uh, most places, like I said, have a pretty lenient policy. And if you were having someone stay for longer than two weeks, like, that is probably something you should address. But but check out the guest policy in case you are the kind of person who maybe you have friends that come and visit you a lot or anything like that. Just make sure you're not going to end up paying for a second tenant. Yep. Another question to ask is, what is the protocol should you need to terminate a lease early? I know that this is always like a very awkward question because the last thing you want to do is like, I really want this place. What happens if I terminate my lease early? Like, it feels a little silly, but you just never know what life holds. And if you are, you never know if you're going to transfer schools. You never know if you're going to get a cool, you know, young artist gig and have to move before your lease ends. Like, and maybe, you know, what if your place doesn't allow you to sublet and you have to terminate the lease, right? So, it's always just a good thing to know ahead of time, even if you are like, I'm not going to move. You never know. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's just good policy to, to ask anyway. The flip side of that is how far in advance do I need to give notice if I'm not renewing my lease or my lease <laughs> or <laughs> how in, how far in advance do I need to give notice if I am renewing my lease? Um, obviously, if you if you love your lease, you or if you love your lease, goodbye. <laughs> if you love it or lease it. If you love your apartment, you don't want to, you know, not secure it just because you don't know what the protocol is to secure your apartment for another year. So just all good things to know, all good things that are easily taken care of by adding a reminder on your calendar and your phone. On the flip side of that, if you don't let them know that you're not renewing your lease early enough, often the releases do automatically renew, uh, which can be a huge problem. Yeah. I had a friend who got caught in that scenario and we ended up taking over their lease for them to help them get out of what would have been like a $2,000 fee. Woohoo! So yeah, be super careful about that kind of thing. Make sure you know exactly what timeline you need to let them know about. And also another thing to maybe ask, depending on what your situation is, when it comes time, if you're leaving, are they going to be showing your apartment while you're still living there? Oh, this is huge. So basically the better question to ask there is, is there any circumstance in which you would come into my apartment without notice? Is there always notice given or while I'm there? Like, 
is there any circumstance? So that's a really good thing to know because if you spend the last month at your apartment with people coming in and out of your house, especially during the pandemic, generally people haven't been doing that, but it's a it's a good question to ask because that's a very big life interruption. Yeah, we had to do that for our first apartment in Boston and it was honestly the <gasps> worst. It was really annoying and we would get like, you know, several hours ahead of time, but like, if we were at school, you know, like, and we weren't going to be home by the time, you know, it was just like, luckily there were three of us and we were always kind of able to coordinate, you know, at least one of us to be present because we were like, we do not feel comfortable having random people in our house, even if there is like somebody overseeing, like, you never know. Unsupervised. Yeah. And if I don't have time to go home and like hide my electronics or valuables, like, I don't know what's going to happen. And like, who the heck am I supposed to report to if something does happen? So... Ooh, yeah, that's always really nice to know about. That gives me hives. Oh my God, it was the worst. <laughs> yeah, but basically, is there any circumstance in which you would be in my apartment? Um, and like, how much notice will I receive if that's a thing that's going to happen? The other, another little question you might ask is if any renovations are being done, because these apartment complexes do, you know, usually update every couple of years, uh, just to know if you're going to be hearing a lot of construction. Yes. And then our my final advice is do not be a dummy and not read through your lease and all the <laughs> you know corresponding addendums like three times <laughs> you have to like th- that is very important information you absolutely need to read that every single one of the people that you're moving into this apartment with need to read that i always read it a couple times i take notes on what it looks weird if anything looks weird if i have any questions before signing it really take your time to make sure that you understand what is expected of you if you have like a parent or a trusted person in your life the you know send it over to them just to get other eyes on it especially if you know the other person is an experienced renter you'll find the weirdest things in leases and especially in like little addendums like i remember that same first apartment that they did tours like just crazy stuff was in there that made no sense and you never want to sign a lease without asking questions you need to know what's going on you need to be on the same page you need to know that information you guys are smart i'm sure you know what to do so if you are in the process of moving or will be in the next couple months we wish you the absolute best of luck Um, it can definitely be overwhelming so don't forget to be you know, kind to yourself and just as stupid as it sounds, trust the process, but everything will fall into place. Um, Everything will work out and, you know, you'll be looking back at it and be like, thank God. Okay. Everything worked out. I have a place. Like I have somewhere to live. So take peace in knowing that no one is living in their ideal apartment. There will always be something you move in and you find out. Yeah. But we do the best we can. And 99% of the time things work out. Exactly. So happy moving, happy renting, happy apartment searching. Happy apartment. <laughs> happy apartment. Um, if- happy apartment, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys have uh, any questions, our DMs are always open. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, all those good places. You can find us at Opera Offstage. We love talking to you guys and we love when you guys um, send us in questions. So if you want any other advice, like I said, Jesse and 
and I just moved and are in the process of moving. So we know a thing or two. <laughs> We've been around the block. I'm going to post the apartments I'm looking for on our Instagram and have everyone vote. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Excellent. No. <laughs> just reveals address. <laughs> Other people take my apartment. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Okay, yeah, we're not going to do that. <laughs> But yeah, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. Yeah, and we will chat with you guys next week. Bye. Bye.